Welcome to Uncut, the Makers Podcast, with your hosts, Alice, Atia, and Juliet. Happy New Year! Hello, ladies. How are Hello. you? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Thanks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Yes, it's our first episode we've recorded in the new year, New Year 2021, mm. and it's super exciting. Welcome back to our podcast, and we're super pleased to have you listening to our podcast in 2021. So, ladies, how have you been? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Thanks. Had... Yeah. Sorry, go on, Atia. No, I was going to say we just had quite a very sort of relaxed holiday so far. I mean, obviously. No one's allowed to go anywhere, but <laughs> so we're just sitting at home, eating cheese, watching films, just the usual stuff, really. And not yeah. too much sewing, a bit of sewing and quite a lot of knitting, actually. Oh, it's knitting. It's really for craft, isn't it? So, yeah. What are you knitting? So I'm knitting. It's a jumper. It's a kind of a, almost kind of like a cardigan by Stephen West. And it's got a funny name. It's called Penguono. Have you seen that one? On your stories. Well, yeah, basically it's made out of scraps of almost everything I've ever made. So it's you kind of combine two or three different yarns each time so you get about the same thickness, but you can mix them up with you know all different colours. Wow. So I've just gone really wild with it. So it's like <laughs> really crazy colours. But I'm trying to now tone it down a little bit, but it's a bit too late for that now. So yeah, that's not you. Don't tone it Tur- down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mostly use sort of teal and so kind of turquoise to kind of make it that's the main colour. And then mm-hmm. there's also like pink, yellow, all kinds of colours in there. Oh, sounds good. Uh, how have you been, Alison? Yeah, really good, thanks. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed just having Christmas, the four of us at home, which Aww. I know you shouldn't really say, but <laughs> I did. <laughs> We've never done that. We normally, every year, are travelling all over the place. We're in the car, basically doing like a tour of the southeast of England. You know, and then Christmas morning, the boys would get to open their gifts and then we have to basically tell them, stop playing now, leave them, we're getting in the car. So to not have to do that once was really really nice yeah and there's always that worry of like what's the traffic going to be like on the way home and all that yeah kind of we're usually in manchester um, so then you've got to time your sort of return so that you're not going to be stuck uh, yeah. in traffic. yeah so it was it was great yeah we didn't really it was quiet but we aren't kind of like sit calmly type people it's very much like <laughs> playing games and we were dancing around and max loves doing a disco yeah so it was really fun it was good that's amazing yeah okay well we're here now and it's a new year 2021 and we're super pleased to see a new day a new year today's topic is going to be based on well our topic is new year new me with a question mark because we're just you know having a chat we're going to be having a chat about resolutions well re like so resolutions (laughs) are they realistic do people keep to them and what are your plans for the year we're also going to be talking about any tips that we've got we're going to be sharing our tips our crafting tips for everyone to hear we actually did a little we had a question on our instagram stories asking for our listeners to share their tips as well so we're going to be talking about those in today's episode and yes so first question <laughs> what do you think about new year's new year's resolutions and resolutions when I say resolutions I mean generally and you know relating to crafting as well what are your thoughts ladies Mm. I think there can be a real danger in being like oh because it's a new year I'm going to be a different person like Mm -hmm. I think that's why why we've added the question mark to the new year new me (laughs) but then I also kind of think it is quite symbolic I think if there's something you've been wanting to do for so long and you just need 
an excuse to give you that little nudge, that little push. Mm. I think the new year can be a really good reason for that, but I don't think it should be your sole reason for, you shouldn't have to think you need to change something about yourself. Mm. But if it's giving you that extra little nudge, then, then yeah, great. Mm. (laughs) Atia, what do you think? Yeah, I do usually try and make some kind of a resolution, but I mean, I'm also somebody who doesn't always manage to stick to them. So I I know there's that sense that people get of like, you know, being set up to fail because they've planned to do something and they don't manage to do. And then maybe that kind of can be quite a negative thing if that happens year after year. So I haven't really planned anything, you know, sort of really, you know, loads of different resolutions this year, because I think we've all need to kind of be a bit easier on ourselves at the moment, having, you know, with the current situation. So mm-hmm. I don't think that I necessarily want to set myself up to do lots of different things and then maybe not be able to do them this year. Mm-hmm. And I also have noticed, I mean, I don't really get this. I don't know if you guys get this, but a lot of people I see are, are saying that they're getting so many diet and fitness like ads at this ads. time of year. Yeah. It's, it's um, I don't see loads of them, but I think that's quite a common thing that people get absolutely flooded with, you know, all these messages that you need to yeah. change yourself in some way. And that doesn't sound like necessarily mm-hmm. like it's going to be positive yeah. thing. I think when a person decides they want to change something, they should just do it immediately. Do it like on that day or the day after or maybe next week rather than wait Mm. till the new year. Because I think, well, from my experience, leaving things till the 1st of January or the 2nd of January is just procrastinating for me. Just like, Mm. okay, I'll wait, I'll wait, I'll wait until. And most of the time I never get it done. And my key thing, actually my word for this year is consistency because I've found that I have started a few things and not seen them through. So I think I just want to be a bit more consistent with things that I do in my general life and business, work, everything. So yeah, consistency. <laughs> I think consistency oh, I like that. Actually, yeah, just made me think of when Nicole was on the show, she said she sets herself a, she has a word for the year, doesn't she? That's going to be her kind of oh, yeah. Yeah. for the year. I think that's a really yeah. good idea. Consistency. And I think if I, if I get into, into that habit of seeing things through, for example, my blog, <laughs> my blog. <laughs> how, how many posts did I, did, did I write last year? I didn't write as many as I did the year before. So I think that one mm-hmm. probably needs to be a bit more consistent with because I put so much energy into creating videos. <laughs> yeah, I also had that thought that I need to do more because I looked back and I think I did something like six blog posts, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously no one's gonna, if it's that inconsistent and no one's gonna really gonna bother checking that regularly so um, that's something I definitely and I've got so many ideas as well of things I want to write about and not just write about just like I think sometimes you don't have to make it complicated you can just people sometimes just want to see like suggestions recommendations Mm. you know your lists top Mm. 10 of whatever Mm. so I might try and do a few things like that so it's Mm. you know not too time consuming but also useful to people Mm. yeah yeah I think I kind of overcomplicate things a bit and end up not writing posts because I think it has to be like hugely profound but it it can just be short and sweet and as long as it's got some value to readers yeah I mean I'll pressure off it a bit if we can take the time to write a mini because like I find Instagram and Facebook posts like mini blog posts so if we can sit down Mm -hmm. to write a mini post on those platforms then we can just take it over and you know flesh it out a bit more on our actual blogs and get our I, I also, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I was gonna say, I also noticed you know, when you have a recipe blog, 
I don't know if you mm-hmm. use recipe blogs, but I always find they write a long waffle and then they get to the recipe. <laughs> yeah, like, you have to scroll and scroll and scroll. I just want to read the actual <laughs> details. So mm-hmm. maybe it's like that with sewing things that like you don't, or you don't necessarily need to have this long preamble mm-hmm. before you actually get to the main thing mm-hmm. of like you know whether it fit properly or you know those kind of things so mm. maybe we just need to cut out all the waffles sometimes and just get to the yes point. yeah actually yeah I did a proofreading course a couple of years ago and one of the, the key takeaways from that was they said no one's going to be reading anything you write in as much depth as you think they're going to be <laughs> so it's a kind of like there's quite a bit of ego in it so you could spend you know 15 20 minutes deliberating over a sentence or a word that you're using and the teacher of this course was like just write a word and put it down like people aren't going to be looking into it as much as you think they're going to be it's better mm-hmm. to just get it done and out there rather than sing <laughs> faffing and deliberating yeah. for hours <laughs> yeah yeah and going back to Atia's what you mentioned earlier about recommendations or ads on social media I have actually seen loads of those there have been so many you know courses recommended like ads for courses peloton ads i don't want to mention the brands but Mm, there's been so many i've been getting loads of those and the thing is i haven't actually been searching for them oh even the veganuary vegan veganuary veganuary yeah i've got lots of ads for that one as well i'm not vegan (laughs) <laughs> I've been searching for vegan recipes i don't know where that came from but yeah i agree i swear it's because we fit into a certain demographic so they just assume that we just all want to lose us, weight yeah ah. and we're all unhappy with our bodies so we're yeah. gonna do these yeah. diets i saw one of those things about dry january where someone was like are you doing dry january and then they put up a thing <laughs> from hurrah for gin i don't know if you've i've seen it a few times where it's like are you doing dry january it's like, no i'm not doing it because i just don't want to just go away okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all over facebook instagram and twitter oh well yeah Yeah. so what are your plans for the year then do you have you got any crafting plans any things that you want to create this year for your kids for yourself for your family i've actually decided this year not to do make nine because i do think it just sets i feel like i'm setting myself up for failure because my tastes change so much during the year Mm. so i'm never going to stick to it and then i just feel a bit rubbish at the end of the year I'm like oh I only did four of them but instead I'm gonna do so my friend Patsy who is Patsy Poo makes on Instagram she created I think it was last year maybe the year before a sewing bingo so it's a lot looser and it's just if you're gonna make something plain and you're not you're not aiming to do it I think you just at the end of the year you can tick them off and be like oh I did these and there's something plain something floral a more in-depth make a quick make that kind of thing so in terms of like year-long challenges that I'm going to join in with that instead and I want yeah I want to make more clothes for the boys so I made Max a jumper at the end of last year and it was I did feel really good it's nice watching seeing him wear something that I made so for purely selfish reasons I'm going to make them clothes (laughs) because it makes me feel good about myself (laughs) How, how did it go with the jacket for your husband Oh, I haven't made it. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that because I just got that pattern as well. <laughs> I haven't started it, but this is actually going to be one of my tips for later on. So I'll okay, share it. it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Atia? Any plans? Yeah, I've made quite a lot of plans. I've actually made myself, I mean, I don't know whether this is a good idea or not. I may well just abandon this all halfway through, but I've made a list of about something like, 
something like 30 sewing projects, 20 craft projects, <laughs> and 10 knitting yeah. projects, right? I kind of say to myself that this is more like a two-year list than a one-year list. <laughs> but, you know, basically they're all things I already have everything for, the pattern, the fabric. Okay. I mean, that's how much oh, wow. that's having a session. Well, that, that would motivate you to use up what you already have because well, I exactly. I only want to use up what I already have this year. I say this every year. I actually made this resolution very strictly to myself. I was not going to buy a thing this year. Obviously, that didn't happen. But I kind of have been doing that quite a lot this year. I have made quite a lot of things from fabric that I've had from before. And I do feel like it makes me feel better when I've used something that I already have rather than mm. buying something new. Obviously, then I've not spent extra money and I've cleared some space you know, something that's mm-hmm. been taken space and storage yeah. so there's lots of reasons to do it and my stash is all really nice so <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no reason not to use it up really and I like some of the things are not for me so like I made so many things for myself last couple of years I feel like my wardrobe's not going to cope if I keep churning oh, things out all the time it. so I'm making we're saying about the Ilford jacket because I've been looking at lots of men's clothes for my husband and I want to make the thread theory Fairfield button up to the shirt Ooh, I've had yeah. to make for him for quite a That's while nice. so I cut that out last night actually and hopefully I'll get around it's quite quite a lot of bits to it actually there's lots of pieces but I think it'll be a really nice shirt and the ones I've seen on Instagram look really good as well mm-hmm. and a few things for the kids and some of the craft projects are just really small things you can make in one day so they're not sort of going to take me days and days to do so I'm yeah. quite hopeful of taking mm. a few things off my list well I want to get into interior <laughs> I want to get into yeah decorating my space but you know using things that I've made so I want to start off I've got a few frames and I want to create just abstract handmade wall art (laughs) so that's my plan for the year so I think that's very easy to achieve I think and Mm -hmm. I think I'll be able to do that with my daughter as well it'll get her involved and get her you know getting crafty because she's really getting she's been very crafty this tier four lockdown so I think that's one thing that I really want to do that's my goal do a bit more for the house lovely goal and will you just use will it be with like offcuts and stuff you've already got do you mean for the wall art Mm. no paints just using acrylic paint I was thinking fabric no no like hangings and stuff oh oh well that's a good idea (laughs) I've just got like you know like yeah you know like yeah so that's the plan that's the plan I've got them so I just need a weekend for each different project and we're going to start with the back room so I'm using Atia's tip if you're not too sure about it sticky in a room that no one I'm always moving artwork around because until we find something yeah the right place for it I did make a wall hanging for my son's room last year like the There's rainbow one, one. Yeah, it says, what does it say? I've forgotten what it says now. Something like, let's play or something. Let's make mm. stuff. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. So it was actually, it didn't take me that long. But mm. each letter was like, you have to cut it out, like the mirror image of the letter, then applique it on and then mm. zigzag around it. But it came out really nice and professional. So that's quite a nice one mm. I might try again. Yeah, actually, I did a hanging, I a really hanging for Max's room. Oh, sorry, go on. No, it's okay. No, no, I was just going to say, I wanted to try macrame this year, but I don't actually have any of the stuff i mean i know you only need you don't need rope basically so <laughs> i might allow myself one Ooh. rope purchase this year. <laughs> those things are quite expensive i didn't realize how expensive those cords the uh, a roll yeah, you can get it's kind of a strange one you can go for a kit which can be sort of 25 30 pounds or you can literally just probably buy any kind of 
cheap cotton rope and use that if you find a tutorial so yeah have to look around and see what's a good option okay yeah cool so that leads on swiftly onto this week's sponsors we're being sponsored this week by minerva minerva have a huge database a website in, in fact i call it an app it's like an app <laughs> i think it's like an app but they've got fantastic websites with all sorts of resources for a range of crafts they've got fabric as well so textiles knitting crocheting hand embroidery all sorts of resources and yeah they've got a great database of those what are your experiences with minerva ladies have you used any of their items or products mm, yeah they're quite it's almost like a craft superstore isn't it they've got anything and everything on there yeah they were kind of one of the earlier big online shops that I bought from actually when I first properly got into sewing I think they're really good for they've obviously got designer you know like Lady McElroy and stuff designer fabrics but if because I twirl I know you two don't you two are sewing rebels but if you (laughs) I'll quite often just buy really cheapy like they'll literally do stuff for like 2.99 a meter so yeah. if you do want to make something for a 12 i think they're really good for that and just like everything like the thread and any accessories all the extra bits and bobs as well that you can just stick it all in and get it from one place it's really handy my first ever online shopping experience for making like sewing and that was from never i've never bought anything online and they were the first ones and what i really liked from their website was the video element. So if you, rather than just purchasing a piece of fabric based on the images they have on the website, they also had videos showing you the fabric and the way it works and that. And I found that very useful and that kind of encouraged me to buy from them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so thank you very much, Minerva. Yeah, I've used them quite a bit over All right. Well. Actually, they've got a I new... Um... That I've used them quite a lot recently. Not loads, but because I haven't been buying a lot of fabric, but... I use this really nice jumbo cord from them. Oh, great. Oh, nice. Yeah, they've got a new website as well, haven't they? It's more like a community feel to it. So it's yeah. kind of like an open... Because they've got the blogger network, haven't they? So I'm, I'm part of their Minerva Makers team. And they've completely redesigned the website. So it feels more like a kind of open community and everyone uploads their posts. It's yeah. much more like a quick turnaround and more yeah. interactive. Yeah, I see it as an app now. The new website is like an app. <laughs> mm. um, it's like a proper social, like a social media <laughs> website because, you know, each person uploads whatever they've created and you've got the items that have been used to create the garment <laughs> linked mm. onto the post so people can go straight in and get what they want rather than searching around. So I found that quite yeah. useful. Anyway, thank you very much, Minerva, for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, so ladies, let's share our tips for the new year. Any tips from any of you ladies? I think it's one of those things that, you know, when we first were saying this, we were all like, I don't really have any. But it's when you're, it was only when I was sewing that I realised I do actually have quite a few little things that I do almost without realising it. Mm-hmm. So one, it's really small, but instead of, you know, for notches, instead of doing a V, mm. if you just do a snip, yeah. it's a massive yeah, time saver. Yeah. yeah yeah some people do inward v's and some people do the outwards ones that you know v's that come out yeah. the outside. and i think that's such a it's just so long you don't have yeah to. the outward v yeah very that, awkward <laughs> that'd be very tasking but yeah that's a great tip or, or you can just not do them at all i don't always do them. <gasps> you don't do notches because 
I do most, like, say I'll do the shoulder ones most oh, of yeah, the yeah. time. Sleeves, but yeah. not always. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't. Sometimes but, I'll just be like, I'll match up, look at the pattern piece and mm-hmm. work out which one was the front. Yeah. <laughs> and then join it that way and not even bother with any notches. The notches but along the I have the to admit, they do make it easier if you do do them. Yeah. Along the side seams of a skirt or a dress, I don't really bother with those because they eventually yeah. match up. But collars, mm-hmm. sleeve, cap, yeah, those ones, are, I find those ones essential. Yeah. Okay. Any other tip? I've got a tip. Okay. <laughs> it's not a tip, but it's just something that I don't do. I don't use pins that much. Don't use pins. Ah. What do you, you just hold it? Yeah, I use my, it's called piano fingers. I actually have a video on my YouTube channel showing how to sew without pins. So all you need to do is like hold on to the very beginning of the fabric, like both pieces together and just match the essential parts. So the beginning, the notch and the end of it and use your fingers to feed them through and slowly, just go slowly and eventually you kind of get into the groove of it. So I don't pin my sleeves unless I'm doing a video. If I'm doing a video, then I have to do it properly for those who are still learning. But I don't use pins anymore. <laughs> I no, use my even on a sleeve. Yeah. So I have a video on my channel, sewing without yeah. pins. But yeah, pins or clips. Clips, I just don't bother. I use clips only for leather, but yeah, not using pins. pins. Yeah, I don't use clips. Yeah. But I think that's partly because I'm left-handed. So they'll be on the right, the wrong side for me mm. to unclip as I sew. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't like, I find they waste, they're quite time consuming pinning. Yeah, I find them quite, they're quite fiddly to pick up, aren't they? Pins, yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's a little, well, my, I don't know. I don't really have anything specific, but my, one of my top kind of tools is I got given this kind of like a big square magnetic pin catcher. And I just use that to pick up all the pins off the floor. So I hold it and also <laughs> kind of like wave it around over the floor and that gets all the pins. And okay. also my kids might do that. Yeah, so the I, lens I, that, please. I involve my kids in that as well. So they quite enjoy that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Turn it into a game. <laughs> yeah. Love it. <laughs> I got one for a buttonhole placement from Nikki, who is Hello Yellow Club on Instagram. Oh, yeah. And she's, I actually think she got it from someone else, but I don't know. I heard it from her. And it was, so you do your first buttonhole do at your bust so rather than following the markings on the pattern because that's where you really need it definitely to have a button there and then work your way out from your bust yeah. which just thought was such a good tip so i do that with every shirt now because yeah. mm-hmm. that's where the gaping happens isn't it <laughs> isn't yeah. it does. Yeah. okay that's a great tip great tip we've got more tips We've got a tip here from Cherry Mama saying to sew facing to the interfacing and turn it out for a neat finish. So rather than she doesn't iron, she just sews her facing to the interfacing and then turn it out for, inter- for a neat finish. I'm assuming this might be for things like collars. Mm-hmm. So maybe she uses woven interfacing rather than... That's an interesting one. That's a very interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've got this one from, oh, this is from Sewn on the Tyne. And she says she uses washi tape on her overlocker and sewing machine to mark different seam allowances. I think that's a good one. for That's people. a good yeah, that's one. that's a really good one. If you want to be really accurate, then that sounds like a really good tip. Yeah. Have you got anyone? I've got another one here from Sew Lulu Loop. And she says she batch cuts and sews items with the same color thread. So batch cutting and then doing like sewing items with the same color thread 
I am pro batch cutting. Mm. Actually, I think that's really efficient. Mm. If you've got a few projects you want to kind of get done. I think I've spoken about this before, like tracing all in one go. Mm. So say if you've got three or four projects you want to do, so trace them all mm. and then cut them all. And then you get to just sit and sew them all. <laughs> I, I like the tip where there's someone says, put them all in a Ziploc bag you know, like mm. one of those zip bags and then you've got all the pieces, the pattern, everything in one place. So you, you don't, you know, once you cut that out, it's ready to go oh. next time when you're ready for it. The satisfaction yeah, of bag. all those different things at the end, like it would be so, <sighs> it was so satisfying yeah. seeing all of them that creative. I've got this one from Lazy Saturday saying, hand basting somehow sa- saves her a lot of ripping. <laughs> hand uh, oh yeah, we've got one from Molly Molly who says, she's really cool actually, she's, designs her own prints so she does kind of like surf is it surface textile design and has just started getting the fabric actually printed as well she's very cool and very knowledgeable and she recommends water erasable pen she says it's precise and like it was never thereafter yeah yeah ah i and really like this what about the ones? oh sorry yeah no i was gonna say the so yarn crafty in studio said about using one of those lint rollers to pick up threads after you unpick a seam which sounds really good because oh, yeah. that's always I always get a bit lazy about that and just leave them there <laughs> so you know I think that I'll definitely give that a try yeah and there's this one here from Jenny she says her best tip is really to have a really good pair of scissors for cutting out fabric and that's that's mm. yeah we've got this one here using a quilting ruler to mark seam allowance chain stitching yeah that's a good over, one mm, stitching over scraps between pieces oh and it makes cutting the thread tails much faster interesting Hmm. so time to sew has said stitch in the ditch foot for tidy edge stitching i didn't know there was a stitch in the ditch foot yeah there is am i doing this the really difficult way every time (laughs) yeah i don't use one either i just yeah there is yeah (gasps) there is a and you get accurate and it's actually i use my stitch in a ditch for top stitching as well because you get a oh. ac- very accurate stitch. Does it just show exactly where your needle is going to go then? It's got a little groove and that groove just goes bang in the middle of the seam. Mm. And then you position a needle where you want it to go and sew along the seam. <laughs> oh, good yeah. one. Mm. Oh, I like this one from Warm as Toast. Is this fuzz? No, it's not fuzz. No, this is, that's my sister, Zena, actually. Oh. <laughs> she tells me this quite a lot, but I've never tried it. Yeah, she says to take patterns and paper to a big window to act as a light box when you're tracing. You know, those sewing patterns that come as part of a book or craft book. Mm. So, you know, the patterns are normally tiled on top of each other. So I've heard this quite a lot, actually. You take the big piece onto a, paper, uh, onto a large window and put your paper over it and just trace you it's just so easy like a light box trace away. Yeah, it's quite hard to see the lines otherwise especially on you know some of those like burda or those types of patterns where there's loads of crisscrossing lines mm. if you've got some light behind you then it'll probably be a bit easier to see those ones mm. actually wendy stitch said to me before as well about she said highlight the pat the size you're going to trace beforehand because mm. just to make it stand out that bit more when you are tracing it that's a good tip. Yeah. Okay, so Molly Molly says to use hemostats for turning corners. And you know what? She's my girl because I do the same thing. What <laughs> are hemostats? What? That's gonna show oh, I wish I could show. But um they are oh. Okay, so they're I'll do you know what? I'll pop I'll pop this on our Instagram so everyone can see. They're actually for 
They're like surgical. Ah, okay. This is. There's another name for them. But what I'll do is I'll pop this on our Instagram stories so everyone would know what I mean. But they're excellent because they're used for surgery and stuff like that because it clips together and holds everything together and use it to turn corners. Ooh. So where did, where did you get that from? Because I've never seen that in any. I bought it on eBay. I bought it on eBay. They actually you write you'll find them under surgical tools. I also use them for turning loops. You know when you've got a long <laughs> so you pop pop it through, and it grips the very end of it, and you hold it tight. It clips together, and then you pull out yeah. the to the right. Side. I've got some tweezers that are a bit like that. They kind of grip together, and I use that for my overlocker threads because they ah. easily get oh, those. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So Molly, Molly, <laughs> great tip. Great tip. <laughs> I told you she's very wise. <laughs> and one from Enjoying Slow. Oh, how do I see their full name? I think it's Enjoying Slow Sewing. It says, don't sew when you're tired. Oh, excellent. That is a good tip. That would save me a lot of time <laughs> if I didn't do that. <laughs> so I had a few tips from my own Instagram about no spend crafting. So I don't know whether you want to share those just really quickly. Yeah, um, yes, Because I think please. a lot of people have that plan this year. So mostly, I think a lot of people say just, you know, thinking about why you've decided to do that, just keeping your stash available, display it nicely, organize it well, put a reminder on your fridge to remind <laughs> yourself that you're not meant to be shopping, to log ins and, you know, unfollowing fabric shops, unfollowing, unsubscribing from emails, that kind of thing muting them on Instagram if that's a problem and also just making another plan for your money that you're you know that you've will have saved by not shopping so like a really nice outing for your family obviously post-covid so and you know just I guess thinking about like how much time that project is going to take rather than looking at something like oh that's really nice think that's actually been 10 hours to make do I actually want to spend 10 hours on this thing before you actually commit to buying it as well so there's so many good sort of think tips i'm actually going to write those up into a blog post hopefully oh good yeah of writing blog posts. <laughs> so hopefully i'll share that once it's ready yeah oh, i have I do. my tip as well that i hinted to earlier on with the jacket that i didn't make oh right <laughs> yes. so my tip is if you're meant to give someone something for a birthday or christmas but you haven't even started making it give them the material so it looks intentional. So I just wrapped up the material and gave that to David on Christmas Day and was like, this is because I'm going to make you this jacket. So it still looked like a really nice gesture. Yeah, how did that go down? I haven't made it. Yeah, he was pleased. He liked it. Okay. <laughs> it's really nice material. Yeah. Which what is means it? that it was... It's so like khaki linen. Ah, it's going to be like a jacket. Mm-hmm. So that means there's no deadline. You can make it whenever... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Take off the pressure. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Well, thank you very, very much, ladies, for sharing your thoughts with us and for the fantastic tips. Thanks to everyone else who contributed and shared their tips with all of us to learn from. We've had a great time and we're very pleased to get started this year with you. Yeah. Any final words, ladies? Just happy new year. And thanks everyone for joining us again. Yeah yeah so thank you thank you very much and we hope you can find us on social media we are at uncut podcast underscore and we'll be here next week join us next time join us next time enjoy the rest of your day all the very best take care bye bye bye